0: All right, welcome back into the Auburn Live Basketball Show. Appreciate everybody for joining us. We're back at it. Jay head Justin Hokinson, What's up, dude? How you been? What's up, brother? A little bit
1: uh, different week we get to talk about this week. Obviously, big wins against Vanderbilt, Ole
0: Miss. Had a killer weekend and excited to hear your thoughts, my man. Yeah, let's jump into this. It'll be a fun one, fun one a little bit different from last week. Last week we, were, we had 0-2 to talk about. This week we got 2-0 and 0 to talk about, so it'll be a, a better show. Before we jump in, quick shout-out to Session Cocktail. Sponsor of the show, proud sponsor of the football and basketball show. Go check out Session, downtown Auburn, right there on Magnolia, uh, next to Taco Mama. Um, great place to have some drinks. Go tell them we we sent you. Go say hey to Joe, the GM there. Or if you see Hunter in there looking like a mountain man now, I don't know what he's got going on. You see, dude, has got like a mustache and a hat and scraggly um, hair. Looks like he walked out of the woods. That's Hunter. He owns he the place. Go, go say hey to him. Um, he'll laugh if if, uh, if he hears this. So go check them out, man! Great place to get some drinks, um, hang out, relax before a game or happy hour, or whatever it might be. Um, right there at Session Cocktail uh, in downtown Auburn, as well as GameTime.co. GameTime.co, proud sponsor of On Three and Auburn Live. Go check them out. Little last-minute tickets, um, tickets for comedy shows, sporting events, things like that. Go check them out. I wonder what the tickets are going to be for freaking Auburn and Alabama Wednesday night. My gosh, Ooh. I'll have to go look after this thing, but there's no telling what that's going to be. Um, but Game Time, GameTime.co will be a great place to go get some some last-minute tickets. If you decide on Wednesday you want to go ahead and make the trip, go to GameTime.co and check them out. Use the promo code War Eagle and you get 20% off your first purchase. Um, and then they'll also match you if you were to get tickets somewhere else and you find them cheaper on Game Time. Or if you get them from game time and you find them cheaper somewhere else, they'll refund you a little bit of that gap. Um, so go go, uh, go take advantage of gametime.co. Go get the app and uh, and uh, use them. All Jayhead, right, J-Head. Auburn's coming off a 2-0 and week. They bounce back with a dominating win over Vanderbilt. Um, and then a really important, really impressive victory at Ole Miss. So Auburn beats Vanderbilt um, by like 27. It was close for a while. Auburn – Auburn was playing good defense but was not playing good offense in that game. And then the last 10 minutes, um, they scored almost 30 points in that game and blew, blew Vanderbilt out in that one. And then traveled to Ole Miss on Saturday, a place nobody has won this year, a mm-hmm. place where Ole Miss is far better than they have been on the road. Ole Miss has been good at home, almost scored 100, 100 points against Florida. Um Zach says the lowest ticket is 117 right now in that standing room. That's going to go up, man. Um, that's got to go. 117 to get into Auburn, Alabama would be a steal based on some other tickets. So um, that will be interesting to see that ticket price, by the way. Um, Auburn, Ole Miss, just really important win, quad one win for now. The important thing, by the way, to remember about these quad one wins is it's at the time. If Ole Miss starts losing, it won't be a quad one win anymore. So you need Ole Miss to stay, stay good and keep winning. But for now, it's a it's a quad one win, and at the time, um, you know, gets you a little a little pub as a quad one win. Um, but man, impressive fourteen point victory. You're down thirteen in the first half of that game. Uh, you're down nine at halftime, I think it was, and then you came out the second half, similar to Alabama. You, you didn't play well. You got down big. You came out in the second half, stormed back, and made it a game. They just didn't seal the deal at Alabama, whereas Ole Miss they they. They came back and then kept coming back and, and and just and just pushed right past them and, you know, one going away. Um, what are your impressions, man? Two and a week, big week. They're now seven and two in league play. They're sitting there one game behind Alabama. Um, good week for a lot of guys. Uh, a lot of guys I thought played really well. What was your take on, on beating Vanderbilt you had to have? I think the Ole Miss one was the big one. The Ole Miss is the one that you were like, okay, on the road, show me something, win a game on the road, win something big on the road. And, and they did that. What were kind of your takeaways um, specifically coming off that old Miss win?
1: So starting with Vanderbilt is just, I think you encapsulated it perfectly, Justin, but it was just reminding this team of who they are and what they're capable of. You know, you needed that for confidence. You needed to get off the snot a little bit after losing two straight, not playing your best in Starkville. I think you probably played pretty decently in Alabama, um, not, consistently as well as you wanted to, but overall you played pretty well. And in Mississippi State, I don't think they played up to their caliber. Pearl knew that, the team knew that, and they needed to come out against Vanderbilt and kind of make a statement a little bit and remind themselves of who they are. And then Ole Miss, you're right. They came out. Ole Miss was blazing hot. I think that Pearl kind of knew at halftime that the way Ole Miss played, given their talent ceiling, they weren't capable of replicating that in the second half. I think the players knew that. Obviously, Jalen Williams' comments after the game talking about how Chad Chad Baker-Mazzaro went in at halftime and said, guys, we're better than this. We're better than this team. We know what we're capable of. We just have to go out there and execute. And then coming out there and having the confidence to do it, they played a lot of inside out in the second half. You saw them take it to the cup a good amount and up their percentage from two and kind of take the action to Ole Miss. They knew not having Jamarian Sharp made Ole Miss a little smaller inside. Musa Cisse is a fantastic shot blocker, good player, uh, but he's one guy. And Junai Broom was able to kind of get his positioning wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted in the second half. And when they did double down on him, he was able to pass out of the double team and hit the open corner uh, for, an, for a three. And so it was impressive. I felt that like they valued possessions more in the second half. I felt like they shared the basketball and reversed the basketball more. To the open man, it was probably as good a half of basketball as Auburn has played. I mean, I really think if Bruce Pearl could bottle that second half mm-hmm. and sporadically use it throughout the season, whenever he needed yeah. to, he would absolutely do it. But you saw a team take a step. And I think Bruce said that after the game. I have more confidence in this team after a performance like that. Coming on to the onto the road, I almost wanted to call it the Tad Pad, but it's the pavilion now. <laughs> Um, to the pavilion, 10,000 strong, really good crowd, good energy. And to perform in that way against a team that's – I think Ole Miss is a potential tournament team. I think you're talking about a nine, maybe even potential Tennessee-type team um, in Ole Miss. Chris Beard has them playing much better than I think anybody ever anticipated. And you're right, we do need them to continue to win because it is our first quad one victory. It would be nice for that to maintain all the way through. No givens there. But I do think it's a scrappy bunch. I think it's a bunch that's capable of winning nine or ten games in the SEC. And you went in there and won by double digits and and let, you know, Katie Johnson put the exclamation mark on it on the very end. Now, I'm sure Bruce would have preferred him not to give that extra jerk on the rim. But, you know, uh, the fan base loved it. I mean, it shows the toughness and tenacity of that team. They were trying to step on their throat, and they did. Um, But good to see them execute in the second half the way they're capable of shows you what their talent ceiling is when they're clicking on all cylinders and what this team can be. Because I think you and I both said, hey, let's be patient about what this team can be on the road. Let's watch what they do against Ole Miss. Let's watch what they do against Florida. And then we can make a determination about what this team is capable of this season as far as, as it pertains to on the road victories. Um, They came up big in this one. We'll see what they do against Florida next week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that, uh, the dump by Katie was funny. I don't think. That technical will warrant the the same response that KD got early in the season when he got a technical. I believe it was Virginia Tech at the end of that game. He got a, he got a technical and he sat the first half of the App State game as punishment. I don't think he'll get um, that kind of punishment this time. I think that's one where you go, "I'm gonna let KD have that one. I'm gonna let, yeah. him, have, I'm gonna let him have it. The Game was in doubt. It was it was a moment that the, the you know, it was just one of those moments. You just you know hey maybe just say hey." let's not do that when the games on the line but hey man it's all good um yep. yeah that was you know i think i think bruce talking about after the game how he gained a little bit of confidence in the team that was good to hear i asked him last week i said hey you know this before the Ole miss game i said is this a game that do you feel like you need to get to get over the hump and get your guys some confidence and he kind of said well he kind of said we need to win, if we're going to win the SEC, the, the quote that, he'd had, that he had, that was, that was off that question asked where he said, if we're going to win the league, we need to start thinking about winning games like this. Yep. But then about the team, he said, you know as far as confidence goes, he goes, I don't know that they necessarily need to win this game for their own confidence. He goes, we know what we have to do on the road. Um, it didn't sound like he, he, he thought going in, if we don't win, it's going to hurt their confidence, but after the game, you heard what he said, which mm-hmm. was they gained confidence off this, and I gained some confidence off it too. So um, it was impressive, man. I talked to one of the coaches who said it was it was absolutely as hard an environment as they've played in all season. So really that would match probably Alabama. Yeah. Um, App State and Mississippi State are not quite the same, but they said it absolutely was the same type of environment that they had at Alabama when there's 15,000 people in there. Um, they were really impressed with that atmosphere. Somebody said if Chris Beard stays there, it could be an Auburn 2.0 type situation at Ole Miss. Just, just you know, makes a lot of sense. Not just the arena size, but kind of Ole Miss where they've been as a basketball program, and um, so that'll be interesting. That's sort of a uh, an interesting thing to watch. But fired up atmosphere, and they came out just hitting everything. Yeah, they came out just hitting everything in that game, and you're like, man, you know, Auburn sitting here only down nine, and and they've um, they, they haven't played particularly well, and Ole Miss is, is pretty much draining everything. Um, and so it was nice to see Auburn keep keep their poise, stay composed, um, and start fighting back and, and hitting those shots. And you're right. I mean, it was when Auburn's at their best, it's so obvious. 25 assists, you know, compared to I'd have to go back and look, but I think maybe Bama and Mississippi State they might have had like 11 or 12. Yeah. And I've written about that. I'm like, when they, you know, if they can get to that 15 or so above assist number, they're, they're cooking. If it's 11 or 12, they're not. And so to almost double up assists from some of the other losses in league play, that's when they're at their best. You get, you get 15 and starts creeping up at 16 or 17 assists. They're, they're scoring and they're looking good. Um, that was really, that was really nice to see. They, they cut down on the turnovers in the second half, but you're right. The second half of that game in Oxford. Was unbelievable. Fifty six points. They shot, I think, seventy four percent from the field. They're just, they just, they're plus six. I think rebounds um, forced a handful of turnovers. Just, man, they scored on, I think, almost eighty percent of their possessions in the second half. And I put a note up on the board. I tweeted it out too. But go back to the last two thirty five of the first half when they got down thirteen. They were down forty two to twenty nine with two thirty five. In the first half of that Ole Miss game, from that point on, they shot 25 of 34 from the field. The last 22 minutes, they missed nine shots. The last 22 plus minutes, um, and made 25. It was a uh, it was a remarkable remarkable comeback. Um, I do think it's a matchup that favors Auburn. That Ole Miss team has got they've got a lot of ability, but they're lacking. Deep, they're lacking some defense, and they're also lacking like some mental toughness because that's the second time Auburn's played them and just taken their soul. This time it was a you know whatever a twenty-seven point turnaround. Last time they were up thirty-five on Ole Miss at one point. So that Ole Miss teams they, they're kind of they're kind of front runners. Like they've got some ability, but um, but man they 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 just folded. Um, in the second half Auburn just took it to them, and credit Auburn. Auburn absolutely took that from them. Um, took their manhood as that as that second hang, second half was going along. Um, great to see Jalen Williams bounce back with a good week. Yes, he looked he looked really good in both those games. Janae Broom, SEC Player of the Week, was unbelievable. His numbers in those two games I wrote about at the site, but his numbers in those two wins last week: 31 points, 20 rebounds, 11 assists, eight blocks, three for six from three, and his plus-minus was plus 57. Combined, the guy averaged fifteen and a half, ten, five and a half, and four. He had as many assists as Trey Donaldson did last week. Your center, unreal. It was an incredible week from Jani. and he's doing a lot of his damage in the second half. Denver, a couple double-digit games, first time all season. Denver scored double digits in back-to-back games. Um, You know, KD had a really good game against Ole Miss. Chaney, um, you know, Chaney's still kind of showing signs of coming along. He had four rebounds and, and four points in some minutes against Ole Miss. Chad Baker was incredible. Yes. In both those games, he had nine he had nine boards in one game, and he had four or five assists in another. He just is, continues to be that guy that does everything. Um, I think the other sort of big point out of last week was Trey Donaldson moving to the starting point guard spot, yeah. culminating – in playing 25 minutes at at Ole Miss and Aiden only getting 15, what what did you think about sort of not just Trey starting? We know Auburn plays a lot of guys, but Ole Miss was a pretty big disparity. It wasn't like Trey started, but they played the same minutes. Trey played 25 minutes, Aiden played 15. What was sort of your take on on that move?
1: I think Bruce is really trying to
0: <clears throat>
1: get a young point guard comfortable again, and Trey has been the steady hand. Realistically, all season, I think Aiden's ceiling is higher than Trey's. I honestly believe that. And I think there are probably people around the program that believe that as well. But right now, he's just not playing as well as what he's capable of. And I think this is Bruce's way of just saying, all right, let's take the pressure off of you. Let's let you see. Let's take a reduction in minutes a little bit. Let's put more of the onus on Trey. And when you get in there, we'll put you in some matchups. We'll run some things for you to generate offense and see if we can't start to get you going again. And I think it's a smart play by Bruce. And I think it's also rewarding Trey for the way he's played this season for for the most part. Not everything has been great, but I think he's been significantly more consistent, more consistent of the two. And so other players can recognize that. And if you don't play the player that gives you the best opportunity to win night in and night out, the majority of the minutes, guys will pick up on that around the program. And again, that's not being being a, giving a slight to Aiden. I think he is going to be an absolute superstar at some point. But right now it's just not clicking for him in the way that it needs to, for him to be a productive part or to play as many minutes as he's been playing. So Bruce is trying to give him an opportunity to put him in some ball screen action, run some things for him, do some things a little bit differently, take the pressure off, see if he can't start to see some shots go down, run the offense against the second team where maybe he's got a more favorable matchup. Let Trey take the brunt of the minutes right now. And that's not to say – this won't be the first or the last time they make a change in the starting lineup. I think Bruce Mm -hmm. is not opposed to moving Aiden back into the starting lineup if he starts to play more closer to the form that we saw at the beginning of the season.
0: But right. Yeah.
1: I I, I think Trey's the better option. He's the more physical player of the two right now because Aiden's body, he's just, he's young and he's a freshman. And I don't think people quite realize how much of a, just an absolute wear and tear that an SEC season can put on a young freshman. I mean, it's it's a lot to transition from playing AAU basketball and, and, you know, in high school where you don't get bodied up that much. And then you come into a league that's as physical as the SEC. And you've got guys that are 20 pounds heavier than you, leaning on you every other game, checking you, you know what I mean, boxing you out, putting a body on you. And it just wears on you. So this is a chance for him to restart. This is a chance for him to get some confidence on that second team. And if he starts to play more to that form like we talked about at the beginning of the season, you'll see his minutes go up. But I think he's rewarding Trey for being consistent, being steady and continuing to to make good decisions and put the team in success or in a position to be successful in valuing the basketball.
0: Yeah, I think Trey's responded um, pretty well. I agree with you on sort of relieving the pressure. I mean, Aiden is just he's struggled from three is sort of the main thing that stood out in SEC play. Now I will say a number of those threes have been have gone in and out. Like they've not they've not been bad looks. I mean you're like, man, he's he's right on. He's just maybe a little strong or a couple have gone in and out. Like it's not like he's way off. Uh he just hasn't been able to get one to fall, but he's shooting like twenty something percent in SEC play, um, and and had really been struggling. So I do think it was maybe a move just to sort of try to relieve some pressure off him. And it was a, I mean still in, it's still a bold move because Trey, K.D., Chad Baker, Dylan—that was such a formidable bench rotation that you you mess with that when you move Trey in. You 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 know you're like, okay, well, let's move Trey in. Let's try to relieve some pressure on Aiden, but it could impact that sort of second line that's been so good. Um, And so there is, you know, it's not like there was some risk to that, but. I think for Bruce, he's thinking, I've still got Dylan, who knows what to do. Mm-hmm. I've still got KD, who's played a lot of basketball. I've still got Chad, who might be my highest basketball IQ player. So Aiden should be protected. I mean, he should be fine on, on on that rotation as as well. I think it's a good thing Auburn's got some of those guys. If you were moving Aiden into a, off the bench into a role where you didn't have the depth, he might feel like he's got to be the guy. or there might I don't know if the pressure would have necessarily been relieved on him. But I think being able to move him into that role and having some of those bench guys is really is really good. So let's kind of see how Aiden um, sort of develops uh, and keeps keeps trying to get better. I mean, um, I wish they would find some ways to get him some looks off the ball. Yeah, the perfect example was that um, the, the the layup he hit um, in the game. KD had the ball top of the key, and I don't know if, I don't know if Ole Miss is scrambling a little bit, but KD had the ball and, and shot it over to Aiden on the on the uh, wing, and Aiden. Had, drove and made a sweet finger roll kind of in the middle of that Auburn comeback. And I wish there were some ways to get Aiden involved where he doesn't, where he doesn't have the ball or, you know, get rid of the ball, but let it come back around to him where he gets it on the wing and can catch and then penetrate or catch and shoot. And I think that would help him some, but I mean, Bruce has forgotten more basketball than I'll ever know. But um, I I think there's some ways where he could score um, where he doesn't feel like it's, deep from three or coming off a screen or, you know, anything like, anything like that. But, but Trey's playing well, but Trey's playing well 11 assists in two games really only hiccup was the weird three backcourt violations against Vanderbilt, which is just insane. I've never, you rarely do you have one, let alone three in one game. So I really chalked that up to just being an outlier and he maybe, I don't know. I mean, credit Mannion for pushing him out. I mean, Trey just didn't realize how far out he actually was. Um, but that's but other than that, I mean, I think he had sixteen points in two games, uh, eleven assists. He had seven boards against Vanderbilt, Trey did. Something that he does really well. So, um, and he's a good he's a good three point shooter. I mean, Trey, I think, is still right up there forty percent in um in league play. Denver Jones is shooting forty something percent in league play, Jalen's shooting forty something percent. Chad Chad Baker had a good week last week. All of a sudden you're starting to see a couple of these guys that can shoot, shoot. Like Chad, like Den- Denver. Sh- Denver's playing well. Like you're starting to see some of these guys we talked about like a week or two ago. We they don't need a massive jump, but a couple of these guys you just need a tick up. You just need to get a little bit of a tick up in their average closer to what they're capable of, and it could make a huge difference. And you're seeing that. Heck, Janae Broom hit going three for six in a week, where like a couple years ago he barely would shoot a three all season at Moorhead State. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, it was incredible. What did you make of? Chad Baker and some of the players' halftime speech, we heard about Jalen talk about that at halftime. We heard about Janiah talk about it. Bruce talked about it after the game and said he kind of went in, gave his spiel, and then got out of the way and um sort of let the players do their thing at halftime. We heard about Chad Baker kind of lightening into the guys a little bit, mainly around defense. Like, guys, what are we doing? Which is true. Auburn's been so good on defense, and to give up 44-and-a-half was um, – was crazy, but we heard about Chad and some of those guys kind of lighting into them at halftime. And I thought one of the things Bruce said after the game that he said before, and it makes so much sense. And I think it's such a good outlook for Ag coach. He said, "Hey, look, it's their team. I've had a lot of teams, I've coached a bunch of teams, and I'm going to coach more teams. But this year's iteration is their team, which is a good way to look at. It. Like it's 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 their one. Maybe it's Chad Baker's one chance. This is his one team." Bruce is going to have 20, you know, whatever, 15 teams <laughs> at Auburn. Um, and so he does a good job of, yeah, it's Bruce's team, but it, but it's a it, team's only going to go for, as far as the players. Like it has to be the, the way your players lead is ultimately just going to be such a major factor and probably the factor. I mean, you can do everything else, but if your players aren't leading, but what did you make sort of, of hearing about that at halftime, hearing Chad Baker getting really energized and hearing somebody like Jalen and Janai. Who are returners, starters, give credit to the newcomer, the bench newcomer, for lighting a fire, not having an ego. I mean, it would have been easy if Jalen and Janata say, well, we all did it, or whatever, but here they are giving credit to a guy that comes off the bench and is a brand new player in lighting a fire. I just thought that was a I thought that was a telling sort of moment.
1: I think at the end of the day, and Ron Slay got it right. I mean, and and I absolutely love his addition to the SEC Network, but (laughs) um, it's a player's game at the end of the day, Justin, and players have to be the ones to take control of a team. Look, the best teams I've ever been associated with are player-led teams, and it's not to say that Bruce doesn't have to punch buttons and Bruce doesn't have to make sure that he's organized from the top down and those guys aren't feeding off him, but when you have player-led teams and when you have a guy like Chad Baker-Mazzaro come in, And he said, not this time, you know what I mean? And you've got somebody that hasn't been there in these wars. But he's been to the tournament with San Diego State. Mm -hmm. He's won a junior college national championship. He knows what basketball looks like when it's right and when it's wrong. And he knew what this team was capable of. Um, And and so I think it speaks volumes about Bruce's evaluation of him as a player, the kind of players that he brought in, because I think this time last year, both you and I noticed that there were – you know some things around last year's team that probably wouldn't have allowed that kind of a game to happen. You know, the, I think the chemistry wasn't exactly where it needed to be, and this year you can tell the chemistry is right, and you got the right mix of players in your team on your team. Guys like Jalen Williams and Jaden Broom taking an impassioned speech from Chad Baker Mazzaro talks about their maturity as a player. And the fact that they were able to take ownership and the fact that, hey, if somebody from the outside in who wasn't even here last year can say, hey, this is this is not how we should be playing. Then, you know what? Let's man up here. Let's go out here in the second half and let's play the way we're capable of playing. And I think they took it the right way. It shows, again, the caliber of player you've got on this team, the quality um, of their character, the fact that the moment wasn't too big for them to accept the challenge and then to go out there and execute. And to to your point about second-half defense, so in the first half, Ole Miss got 44 points, 17 of 33 shooting, 6 of 12 from deep, and they were averaging 1.33 points per possession in the first 20 minutes. Mm. Fast forward in the second half, Ole Miss put up 33 points. They were 11 of 29 from the field, 2 of 7 from deep. Yeah. Yeah. And the rebels on the you know on the final twenty were at point nine seven one per possession. Almost down a full point four per possession yeah. points. That tells you that they went out there with an alpha dog type mentality and said, you we're gonna make it tough. We're gonna make it tough for you guys all second half. And you could tell, look, there were times when Ole Miss was just struggling for offense and it would get stuck in Alan Flanagan's hand or um, I'm trying to think of their, their really good point guard. Um, Jalen Murray? Yes. Really good player, but he would get stuck in his hand, or they would get him to give the ball up, and then he couldn't get it back. And he's kind yeah. of the straw that stirs the drink for them somewhat. And the fact that Bruce was switching rotations and throwing different kinds of bodies at him, you saw bigger bodies, quicker bodies at times. It was a constant, you know, just change of who's guarding him between KD and Denver and other guys that were just – rolling in in waves. And then the bigs just played big boy basketball down low. They rebound. Everybody crashed the boards. I think they killed Ole Miss on the boards in this game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And they limited them to one possession. And so when you play that kind of defense, when you rebound that kind of way, and when you shoot the way Auburn did in the second half, that shows you what they're capable of, which is a second weekend in the tournament type team. Again, I think the ceiling for this team is Sweet 16 Elite Eight. I have said that from very early on. I believe that to be the case. This kind of game shows you that, that that's tangible, that's feasible, right, when you go on the road in an environment like that. Now, it's not done yet. We've got a big week in front of us. This is going to tell us a lot about this team because you can't afford for Alabama to come into your house and to continue. They're on a three-game winning streak. you got no. to end that.
0: It has to stop. It's yeah. got to
1: stop right now for you to have the confidence you need moving forward the rest of this season. you got to carry over the second half from Ole Miss and execute in a full game against Alabama and make sure that they know that what you're capable of and that you know what you're capable of, which is beating the first place team in the SEC right now.
0: No, there's Yeah, there's no question. I, I, I feel like the Ole Miss game was um, sort of the equivalent of, you know, if you're if you're if you're climbing a mountain, mm-hmm. there's points there's points in climbing a mountain where you have to, um, you know, you have to take a big jump, right? Like there's a tough hold up there that you're like, I, I got to get to that hold. I'm climbing up, it's smooth sailing, I'm climbing, I'm 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 making, I'm I'm moving up, and then I look up and there's a hold that I got to get to, and if I don't get to that, I I, I can't continue. I feel like the old Miss game was that. It was it was that that. That jump that you had to make, that tough grab that you had to make that gets you to another level. Um, and you couldn't go any further until you did that one. And there's going to be more of those, but that's what that was. And now you, now you're at that level and now you got to keep climbing. It just, I think it gave the team a lot of confidence, showed them what they could do on the road. The way the second half, you go back and watch that game. I don't know if people are going to go back and watch it, but I watched it that night and there's little things in the second half, like during that comeback. Go back and watch when an assist is made. Watch guys pointing. Like I, it, 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 it was. They don't all like they're they're engaged, but it was a level of engagement and positivity mm-hmm. and encouragement that was going on. Where KD would make a good pass, and whoever scored immediately was pointing down the court at KD or pointing at Aiden or pointing. Guys were just constantly pointing at the other guy, going, "I see you." That was a great play, great pass, great rebound. I mean, there was a level of communication in that that was going on where um, of guys being selfless of the guy scoring, but he's pointing back at the guy that made a pass or he's pointing back at the guy that made a rebound. And um, they, 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 don't, I mean, they haven't always done that. It doesn't happen every game, but that was just a heightened level of engagement um, that was going on. That was really, that was really impressive to watch. And you're right. The next step is keeping it going. Can we show some consistency? Alabama, thinking about next week sort of as we sort of start to look ahead um, Auburn's up to 12 12th in the rankings they're still they're still in the top 8 in every computer ranking they're 5 in Kenpom 4 in C rank they're 8 in net um, but they're 12th in the AP poll um, but thinking about what lies ahead whew, it's not just bama you got bama this week at Wednesday night you have at florida who's not ranked in the polls yet but computer wise they're a top 30 35 team you haven't won at Florida since 1995-96. You've lost 14 straight in Gainesville. And you're playing a Florida team that you only beat by three last year. Todd Golden, like, that team can play. That'll be everything Auburn wants. Even look past that. Then, then, then who do you have after Florida? You come back and play South Carolina, who just jumped into the rankings mm-hmm. at 15th in the country and just beat Tennessee on the road. Think about Alabama went to Tennessee and got beat by 20. South Carolina went to Tennessee and won. Which is, um Yeah, that Carolina team that is big and physical and is the kind of team that can cause Auburn problems. Yeah. Then you play Kentucky, and I know Kentucky's five and four. They're struggling. But they're still uber talented. Like that's kind of been the issue with them under Calipari recently. Talent's not the problem. It's just some sc- scheme and things like that. But if the talent's there, they're always dangerous. Then you've got Georgia, I think, Georgia on the road who has has played better this year. In Tennessee. So five of the next six Auburn games are against four of the five are currently ranked right now. The other is Florida, who is whatever, six and three in the league. I don't know exactly what they are, but playing so much better. is It could absolutely be a tournament team. So really, you're looking at five of the next six games are against NCAA tournament teams. Um, so it is a wild stretch that they have coming up. But starting this week with, with, with Bama and Florida, they're just they're they're just monster games and you make a great point. Alabama has won three in a row that has to stop Wednesday night. Absolutely has to stop. If you lose the game, you I don't want to say never or no chance. I mean, but if Auburn loses that game with only 8 games left in conference play, the chances of winning the SEC regular season title are virtually none. Yeah, because you'll be you'll be um You'll be two full games. See, so, yeah, you'll be you'll be two full games, but you but you'll have the, you'll lose the tiebreaker. So you would need to be three games better than Alabama in the next eight. That that's not going to happen. You're going to probably lose another game or two. I mean, it's just it's just it's just not likely going to happen. So you pretty much, if you lose that game, you can't win the SEC. You win it, you break even in the series. You're now sitting atop the SEC. Tennessee. I mean, South Carolina's seven and two as well. They could be there. But then that sets you up. Okay, now you're like, okay, you win that one, take care of Georgia, Missouri down the road, try to beat Tennessee. could be another big one, whatever. But you lose it, you can't. You can't. You can't do it. It can't happen. Um, And then just from the rivalry standpoint, you can't get swept two years in a row. I get Bama was good last year and and better. Alabama had the better team last year, but you still had two. You were leading in both those games last year. Um, This one, you're right there with 12 seconds. You're a free throw away. And I know how Bruce Pearl views this rivalry and and views um, beating NATO. So I I think it's going to be – I mean, the atmosphere is going to be off the charts. Um, I think it sets up well for Auburn. I mean, Alabama hit, I think, 11 threes last time. That's sort of the deal. Just try to hope that Bama doesn't go off from three and don't turn it over, and I think Auburn will be in good shape. But if, if they come out and Bama's lighting it up, they can beat anybody. Alabama's offense is unbelievable but the turnovers were a big point too in getting down 14 in that first game. Auburn had like almost 10 first half turnovers, a bunch. Yeah, and and Alabama hit eight threes. Those those things combined, that's how you get down 14. Those things flipped in the second half and allowed Auburn to come all the way back. So at home, don't turn it over. Um hope that Alabama doesn't just absolutely catch fire from 3 and you should be in pretty good shape um to win that game and then you got to go to Florida, like we said, a place that Auburn hasn't I literally – I've watched Auburn basketball all my life. I don't remember the 95-96 game. Maybe it wasn't on TV. I don't remember anything about that. 14 years, Auburn's taken some good teams down there recently and just – I mean, the Jabari team went down there and got got beat. Um, the Samir team went down there and got beat by 20, like some good Auburn teams. Um, actually, I don't know that the Jabari team went there. That, that game actually might have been in Auburn. Um, the Samir team for sure went down there and got smoked. Yeah. You know, they c- couldn't score at all. They scored like 40 something points. Um, but that'll be a, that'll be a, a, a big one as as well. So ton of, ton of tough games to go, but the Ole Miss game was a great stepping stone, great resume builder. Um, and, and all that good stuff. Alabama's the next one. Get that one and then, and then, you know, build from it and try to, try to, try to win the SEC. It's right there. You beat Alabama. You're right there to try to take this, this crown, but you lose it. And and I just don't see a path.
1: No, I, I agree with you. And where Ole Miss might be the catalyst for this, you know, like in life, um, sports are not very different. You have seasons within a season or seasons of life that you go through. And this was a, you had to find a road win, a quality road win and you got it. Okay. And now you've got to find a win against your in-state opponent, your in-state rival that's coming into your house, right? The number one team in the ACC. And you're right. It is back against the wall. you got to get this one. Otherwise, your chances of winning the league go out the window.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, I think these guys are going to play loose because of the things that you said as far as the way they played in the second half against Alabama. They found some things. They found some things in that game that, you know what, regardless of this atmosphere, we can play with these guys. They're not that much better than us. So having that experience, knowing – and, you know, Chad Baker-Mazzaro posted on Twitter right after that game was over, Auburn, I got you. I owe you one.
0: I Mm get you
1: These guys are going to come out fired up, ready to play, feeling like, you know what, we could have had that one in Tuscaloosa. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: had that one and we let it slip away. We're not going to do that twice. Jani Broome is a matchup nightmare for them. They do not have anybody that can check him in the post. I guarantee you we will continue to try to play inside out with him. And it helps. Now that Denver has confidence, that just stretches the defense that much more. If you can get Denver going, if you can get Chad going, if you can get Jalen going in this game, don't get intimidated by the pressure on the, that they're going to put on the ball in this game. They're going to try to take it out of your hand. They're going to try to get up in you a little bit. But when they play up on you in that way, be ready to go by them. You know what I mean? Use that aggression against them. And I, I think that they will. I think they'll have some things on the back cut there, off those flex cuts that Bruce likes to run, you know, and that swing offense that he learned from from Dr. Tom Davis. Um, so they'll be prepared for this one. They'll have it schemed up really, really well. I'll be shocked if Stephen Pearl's not on the scout for this game. Um, he typically is on games like this, it feels like. Um, and then you're right about as far as the way Auburn's played in the O-Dome. It's just been a house of horrors ever since Billy Donovan kind of became the head coach. And yeah. maybe even before that, I think the last time I remember us meeting them in Gainesville was the uh, the Lance Weems going nuts from three game, uh, <laughs> which was maybe ninety four ninety
0: five. Lance 95. I, I was at, uh, by the way, side note, I was at, um, I was a student at uh, Hoover High School when Lance Weems took over as the coach at Hoover, like my last year, Lance was the high school basketball coach, boys basketball coach at Hoover, like my last year at, at, um, at Hoover. Yeah. I could still, could still shoot. But yeah, whatever that game was um, they don't even have a recap on the link, whatever 90, whatever 95, 96 was as a three point win. And then before that it was loss, 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 loss. So do you have to go back to 87, 88? to find the next one. And they had a couple in there that then they, they won pretty regularly. Florida was terrible. Auburn won – Auburn owned that series in the 80s. But you go 95-96, and then you had to go all the way back to 87-88, and that was a one-point win. So two wins in – you know, since 87-88 by a combined four points. I mean, it's like winning down there is damn near impossible. And I was talking about earlier some of these teams um, – 21 22. Yeah. That was the yeah, that was the Jabari team. Yeah. So the Jabari, so they played him twice that year. So yeah, Jabari and Walker, that team went down there and lost by one. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't shoot well, lost by one. The Samir team went down there and lost by twenty two, scored forty seven points. And then the uh the team that won the first SEC regular season championship, the Mustafa Heron team, went down there and lost by six. So you're talking about Three of the best teams, three of the four best teams that Bruce has had in this run have gone down there and lost. The Final Four team played Florida twice, beat him in Auburn, and beat him in Nashville. Um, but the other three best teams that, that Pearl has had, um, yeah, have gone down there and lost.
1: Um, Just – House of Horrors for us, but we'll see if we can't break it. And let's not forget who the head coach is at Florida, Todd Golden, former mm-hmm. Bruce Pearl protégé. Um, claim to fame of he introduced Bruce to analytics. We'll see if that, you know what I mean? He, I, did, I he
0: did. He <laughs> was here when I was first covering all my first when I, when I was he was here when they first got hired. But right before I left the business completely, I had a good relationship with Todd. And uh, yeah. Oh, he was all he was. He was all into the analytics then, all into it, before it really became the norm across the country. I mean, he was all into KinPom and all this stuff before mm-hmm. it was like, you know, you better be doing it. He, he was, he was a, I, I'd have to go back. I feel like I even wrote a story. I have to go back and search. I feel like I wrote a story when they first arrived back there and talked to Todd about how they used analytics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to Google that. I'm pretty sure I did a story with him talking about that because it was so new. Yeah, and Bruce was like, "Okay, I mean, I, I'll sort of use it, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting storyline." Um, mm-hmm. The Bama game, though, I mean, I was looking back at those stats. Um, outside of this year, outside of Chattanooga and Penn, both hit double-digit threes on Auburn, mm-hmm. but both those are teams that that just jack it up, and both those are games that Auburn won going away in blowout fashion. So, you know. I don't know how much I look into like the fact that they hit double digits. That's pretty much the only shot they had. The only other game Auburn's given up double-digit threes was the game at Alabama. That's it. It's the only game that they've played against a team that they've given up 11 threes and not a team that just jacks it up freewheeling and Auburn's going to win by 20 where it's kind of like, okay, if Auburn wanted to lock you down from three, they probably could have done that. But it's the only other game they've given up double-digit threes. And then on the other side, Auburn shot five of 25 from three. So it was the in terms of it was the third fewest threes they've hit in a game this year, combined with giving up the second most or no the most threes they've given up in a game. So like those two things combined and it came out to Auburn being down one with twelve seconds left.
1: And I need to look at the advanced analytics on this, but Alabama's offense on the road is not the same Alabama offense in Tuscaloosa. It is it is a little different. They don't shoot it quite the same on the road. You saw that in the Tennessee game. Um, and you've seen that in some of their other road losses. I believe they've got six losses on the entire season, if I remember correctly.
0: So, Yeah, let's see what they did on the road. They played Creighton on the road and scored 82. Um, but Creighton's a, an up-and-down team. Uh, they played at Vanderbilt, scored 78. They played at Mississippi State, scored 82. They played at Tennessee, scored 71. They played at Georgia, came back, slow start, but got got to 85. So there's a, definitely a couple examples of them scoring a little bit under their averages. If you looked at three point, like at Tennessee, they were four of 21 from three. Well, if they do that, they're going to lose. They right. they, if they hit four threes, they're going to lose. They also hit four threes at Creighton and they lost. So like the games where they don't shoot well from three, there's a there's a decent likelihood that they're gonna that they're gonna lose the game, which is why I say keep them under keep them in control and don't turn it over. Don't 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 make up for it. Don't give them thirteen turnovers. Yeah. And Auburn's gonna be in in, in gray shape. They really are.
1: Right. And I I do believe Auburn is one of the better defensive teams. And we match up well with Alabama from that regard. I think we only gave up, what, seventy
0: five in our game? Uh I think it was so was it seventy nine? Seventy 79-75 was the final. Like right. who in the world has held Alabama to 79 points in that building, I mean, I'm looking at some of these scores. I mean, they just put 99 on Mississippi State um, inside that building. They put up 109 against LSU in that building. They put up 93 against Missouri in that building. South Carolina, they beat by 27 in that building. Correct. Correct. This is a good like, Bruce is right when he's like, nope, not many people are going to come in here and do what we did down one with twelve seconds left. That's the other conference home games I just told you. Ninety and a hundred points and winning in just absolute blowout fashion. Right. As ugly as Auburn played for a half. And Auburn shooting it much better right
1: now. Shot it well against Vanderbilt. Shot it well against shot it well against Ole Miss. You got your confidence going. Um again. They cannot check Jani Broom on the block. They can't. And that is a matchup that we're going to have to expose. And like I said, play inside out. And if Jani will continue not to force the action when he's underneath the post and kick it out when the double comes, if those shooters are ready. And you know what? The other brilliant thing that we didn't talk about is how he hit them in shooting position. I mean, it wasn't like they had to reach to get the ball and then come back to it. I Mm -hmm. mean, he hit them right in shooting position, being able to knock it down. Um, and if we played that way against Alabama, I feel very confident we win that game by double digits, just because I don't think Alabama's going to shoot it the same way they do at home that they do on the road. I think Auburn will be prepared in this one. Um, now it's going to be on us to play well though. You have yep. to play you, you have to up your game in this one. You cannot afford to play the way you did in Tuscaloosa and think you're going to win. You got to play a notch above that. So Big games this week, Justin, really big. And I'll
0: also say on that – by the way, you mentioned Janiah. The the pass to Denver in the corner was disgusting. Yeah. That was was an unbelievable pass where he's trying to make a move. There's nothing really there. You could see him sort of look in front of him, and then out of the corner he gets gets Denver, and he throws this left-handed across his body, hits Denver in the corner. That was an insanely good pass for anybody, let alone um, a center. you mentioned the Bama game. The only thing that worries me about the Bama game is um, – not really a worry. It just sort of is what it is. They're so dangerous yeah. that I could see Auburn at some point going on a flurry and, and, and getting some momentum, going on a spurt, getting up by – I could see Auburn getting up by 10 or 12 or 14. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them using the energy of the game and maybe going on a run. They might not. It might be close the whole way, but I could see Auburn doing that and just understand that the way Alabama can score and shoot, that means nothing. Yeah. You could get up by 15 in Alabama, and that game could be six in a heartbeat. And so that, that's the only other thing about this game is I could see the energy and the emotion Auburn feeding on that and, and getting a lead and then doing what they've done at times, whether it's LSU or whether it's other games, and and losing a little bit of focus, creating a turnover, whatever it is. And give an Alabama a sliver right there, a window, and they boom, boom, 3-3, three, three, and, and they're, and they're right back in it. Um, I could see that happening as well. No, that, that's not, that's, that's fine. If Auburn gets up by 15, we'll deal with it, right? Like, well, that, that's not a bad thing, but I think it's gonna have to be a key thing for them. Hey, this is gonna be at the game where I don't care if you're up 10 or if it's 11 or 12. I don't care if you think things are going well. If Auburn's fortunate to get in that position, you better stay on it. Um, you better stay on it because the band will come back in in a in a hurry so um it's gonna be two awesome games uh, we'll be there on Saturday I can't make the trip to Gainesville but we'll we'll be there to watch it as well so we'll see if Auburn can I think if Auburn can go one and one beat Alabama I know you want to win in Gainesville but when it gets tough like this man if you can just try to get one uh yep. and beat 500 here and then win the other ones go beat go go sweep Georgia and beat Missouri and then split some of these tough ones it's not a terrible place to be but we'll take it one one game at a time here Auburn Alabama ESPN two six o'clock on Wednesday night. alright jayhead right, J-Head, let's get out of here. Uh, make sure everybody go to, go to auburnlive.com, be a subscriber. If you're not, go check it out. $1 for the first month. Go be a part of the site. A lot of good stuff going on. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully to talk about another 2-0 week. Worst case one and one. Steps forward. We just want, we just want, we just want to keep taking some steps forward. There you go. Keep taking some steps forward. Um, All right. Uh, Session cocktail. Quick shout out to them before we get out of here. Uh, Downtown Auburn, sponsor of the show. Go visit them. Go tell them we said hi. Um, Go get a drink. Have a good time. And uh, we'll be back next week to talk about these two games. J-Head, I am Justin Hokanson, AuburnLive.com. Appreciate it. We'll see you.